When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Yeah, great to have your company. Great to have a chat to Stephen Eskenazi. We wish him the best of luck. Uh, the top of the order for the Perth Scorchers against the Hobart Hurricanes on Wednesday. The other big story, apart from Nick Kyrgios pulling out of the Australian Open, has been that Eddie Jones is the new Wallabies coach. Where did that come from? Mick Collis, uh, our Sports Day rugby expert, now joins us on the program. G'day, Mick. How are you going? Yeah, Pete. Always a pleasure. Were you surprised by the announcement this morning? Yeah, I, 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 I was. I got a, um, a text from mate. I thought, no, nah, that can't be. And everyone's saying, is this fake news? Because this... Um, this was the news that Eddie Jones had, you know, Dave Rennie's been sacked and Eddie Jones is the new coach. I mean, we knew that once Eddie got sacked by England not long ago, he had been in talks with Australian rugby, but no one was sure in what role, whether it was going to be in some sort of consultancy role or as a director of coaching. And, and I thought that would always be a bit odd for um, for Dave Rennie to, to work under something like that. And, and the Wallabies, they had a, uh, a camp on the Gold Coast last week preparing for the World Cup that Dave Rennie organised. And, and there was an uh, article uh, in the paper a week ago today where Dave Rennie was quoted as saying, yeah, there'll be no changes to the coaching um, until after the World Cup. We're just full steam ahead for, for the World Cup. So he obviously didn't see it coming either. But uh, look, a real surprise. But Eddie Jones, he's back. Mm. And to be fair, where Eddie Jones has gone, apart from towards the end of his career, success has often followed, hasn't it? Oh, look, he's been outstanding. And if you're going just on win rate, win-loss records, so Dave Rennie, the, the former coach, was on 38%. Eddie Jones's record is 73%. So you don't need to be Einstein to work out who's got the betting, better coaching record. And, and he had our, Eddie once, um, he had an outstanding... Everywhere he's gone, he's had good results. Like, he took Australia to the World Cup in 2003. Then he, he lost seven in a row, so the Australians sacked him. That he went and worked with South Africa, I think it was in 2007, uh, to them, took them to the World Cup. I mean, in 2015, he led Japan at the World Cup and they had that victory over the Springboks. Um, so he's, and then when he, when he took over England, he just had a, a dream run with England. Um, they ended up, they came out, so England, I think they, that was about 2016. So they, England won their first Six Nations in 13 years. Then they came out to Australia. They had a three-test series whitewash over the Wallabies. So he he just he, he can get results very quickly because he is very intense and he and he just expects success. And that's the difference that he will bring to the Wallabies. Well, the World Cup is in France in September. It's not far away. Uh, do you think Rugby Australia got a bit uh, paranoid, suggesting? If we keep David Rennie in, it could be a World Cup disaster. We need to act now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the Wallabies, they're not on the nose, but then they used to be everyone's favourite winter team. And, you know, even if you weren't a rugby fan, 
when the, when winter was around, you used to support the Wallabies, and the Wallabies have dropped so far off the radar because they just haven't had the success that that Australians really demand of of their teams to get behind them. So when when he had that, he, look, he had a bad a bad record, but when they went on that spring tour at the end of the year, that was his that was his make or break, and and the Wallabies got beaten by Italy, and that is. That's just not allowed. That's unheard of. Never happened before. And that, for me, that was the low point. And once that happened, I think they're thinking, that Dave Rennie's he's got to go. So the problem is, yes, it's that very short turnaround. He's got seven months now to get the Wallabies right for the World Cup. There's only five. Um, there's four tests, definitely. They might play a game against France when they get across to France. So he's got a maximum of five test matches to actually get a Wallaby side ready for a World Cup. And the thing that Dave Rennie did, he chopped and changed the team so much, he hasn't really helped Eddie Jones at all. If he had have had stability uh, in, in the lead-up over the what we've seen from Dave Rennie over the past couple of years, Eddie would have a, probably... I mean, he'll have his idea, obviously, but but the the public would have a bit more of an idea of what, you know, what our team's going to be. But no-one knows, because Rennie just kept on changing. And it's something we were guilty at with the last World Cup. We just kept chopping and changing, and you can't do that. You've got to give guys the chance to get some combinations. But here is, you know, Eddie Jones is coming in with four, maybe five, if he's lucky, tests to get it right. So... Look, Rennie, Rennie had to go. Once they lost against Italy, they couldn't afford to to risk the guy, um, you know, going badly for the World Cup because they just would have lost so many fans. And once England sacked Eddie Jones, all of a sudden you've got one of the best coaches in the world floating around looking for a job. Plus he's Australian. Australia's going bad. It just made sense for Rugby Australia just to to cut Dave Rennie loose and slot Eddie straight back in there. You're my go-to man when it comes to rugby. You've broadcast it. You've played it. You've been around it all your life. Tell us about the, the way the Wallabies will play under Eddie Jones. Will it be different? If so, will it be more attractive? Will it be attractive? It depends how you define attractive. If you define attractive by winning, then I think Eddie Jones will get results. If you, if you want to go back to... The, and it's funny, Eddie's, Eddie came from um, Ramwick, which is a rugby club in Sydney, at a time where they had David Campisi and the Ellers, and it was all about running rugby. And that's what Australian rugby prided itself on for so long was playing this running rugby where Eddie came in and started coaching despite the success he had he had a very boring sterile style of game where he would plan 20 phases ahead so players lost the ability to play what's in front of them they had they, everything was planned so you couldn't if you saw something on the left hand side you couldn't take it because the plan was for that particular phase you had to go to the right so a lot of players didn't actually enjoy playing under Eddie, but he got some great results. And I think at, at the way that Australia is at the moment, results are the most important thing that we need. Apparently, he has mellowed over his time and he may not be quite as structured as he was, but I think he will definitely, that'll be his go-to, is to play this structured game. Maybe not for 20 phases, but maybe for 10. And if we get 10, then he might let the players play what's in front of them. But I think it'll be a, a pretty structured style of game. And, and look, he'll play to the strengths that the Wallabies have got. Um, we're missing a couple of key players. Taniela Tupo, who's the best prop in the world, he's got an injured calf at the moment, so I don't know if he'll... He, actually, he's always Achilles. So he's got his calf. One of his calves is probably both of yours and both of mine put together, <laughs> stuffed into a sock. So how he's going to recover from a torn Achilles when there's so much pressure from that calf on that Achilles, I don't know if he'll even be right for the World Cup. Quade Cooper, our only, or our, you know, our first pick number 10, he's 35 and he's torn his Achilles. He reckons that his recovery's been good. So we're a bit skinny in a couple of spots, so... It's going to be a real test of, of Eddie's ability to get the best out of some of these players who probably aren't world-class players, 
It's whether Eddie in seven months can make them world-class players. Mm, interesting. So, Mick, as I leave you, and I thank you very much for your time, are you comfortable as a rugby aficionado with the decision that Rugby Australia made? Not really. Um, I just think they... Because the thing is, who... who and, and Tim Horan, the former Wallaby, he's come out and said that in the next two years, we need to make the semi-finals of the World Cup we need to win a Bledisloe Cup and we've got to beat the Lions. So the Lions, we've got the World Cup coming up this year, Bledisloe this year and next year, obviously, and then we've got the Lions here in 2025. And if we can do that, that'll justify the decision. Because for me, there's no there's no accountability for the people that are choosing these coaches. We saw Michael Checker got parachuted in before the uh, 20... What World Cup? He got parachuted in that before the 2019 World Cup. Was it? Oh, God. But we go through so many coaches and then they got rid of him and then Dave Rennie's come in. Now we've got rid of Dave Rennie. And the people that are making these decisions, they're not held to account. So it'll be the right decision if he works. But for me, and we've got this succession plan in place where Dave Rennie was the coach. He was meant to take us through to 2023. And a guy called Dan McKellar, who'd coached the Brumbies, he's been the assistant coach. The succession plan was McKellar then takes over from Rennie. Now we've sacked Rennie. Um, McKellar, is he going to hang around for, for six years because he knows for the next five years he's not going to be able to coach the Wallabies. So is he going to hang around or are we going to lose him? Scott Wiseman, or the attack coach, he's just left as well. So now we've lost the head coach and the, and the attack coach in the space of a month, heading into a World Cup in seven months' time with an assistant coach that probably won't hang around much longer because he's not going to have the Wallabies job. Mm. So there's just a lot of disharmony at the, at the people that are running the show and you know, whether that's going to drift down to the players, I don't know. But they're in for shock because Eddie Jones, as I said, he demands he demands success. And uh, by all reports, Dave Rennie had been a little bit soft on some of the players. Eddie Jones is coming to come in and he's going to turn the place upside down. And I just think we'll get a lot of upside probably in these seven months. If you had a bit more time, I think we'd have a bit more success. As I said, those four test matches is not a lot to get some combinations. But he, he, Eddie Jones will certainly come in. He'll kick some cans around. And uh, look, I think for the moment, he is probably a good choice to get us through to this World Cup. And then we'll just see what, how many plays he burns out over, over the rest of his <laughs> You're a good choice to talk rugby here on Sports Day. Mickey Collis, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Pete. Yeah, interesting, wasn't it? Interesting development with Eddie Jones. We'll have to wait and see how it all plays out uh, with the Rugby World Cup happening in France in September. Let's just update uh, what's happening uh, live at the moment. The men's singles, uh, Margaret Cordarina, Stefanos Tsitsipas, uh, the number three seeded player in the tournament, took the first two sets over Quentin Hullis of France, 6-3-6-4, and it's five all on serve. In fact, uh, Tsitsipas to serve to make it six all and go to a third set tiebreaker. Uh, Igor Svitek, uh, the number one seeded player, in the women's singles at Rod Laver Arena, uh, took the first set against uh, Nehemiah of Germany 6-4. But Nehemiah has broken the pole in the second set and leads by three games to one. So that just brings you up to date with uh, a couple of the major players and where they're at at the moment. Just really repeating that Johnny Millman, uh, the Queenslander, won his first round match in five sets. So congratulations to him, 6-3 in the fifth. Let's have a look at Alex Demonor. Speaking of tennis, of course, he's in action tomorrow. uh, And his aspirations are on eventually, maybe, getting to number one. I'm just 
happy if, if Australian tennis is, is doing well. I mean, I think I'm happy, you know, we've made the final of Davis Cup in both the men's and, uh, and then the final at the Billie Jean King Cup. I think it's ultimately, if you look at the bigger picture uh, as Aussies, uh, the more Aussies we can have in the top 100 and playing the slams and really pushing each other just to get as close as we can as, as we once were as, as a nation. I mean, this nation has such a rich culture and history in tennis and, and I think we're, we're just going in the right direction and, and it's good to see that we're all competitive and whenever any Aussie does well, it's, it's great for the whole country. Alex Demonor, and as I go for New Farm Australian through and through, just checking uh, purse weather for tomorrow. We're in for a nice warm day. The weather's good. The wind's going to abate a bit. It's going to be 29 degrees tomorrow. We'll still have that southeasterly at 20 to 30 knots. Of course, New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. And for those people in Bunbury, for your forecast tomorrow, you are looking at a top of 28 degrees and mostly sunny. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Lee. And don't forget, get behind the Perth Wildcats this season as well. Head to tickertech.com.au. They play Friday night against the Kings.